This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Shalom and welcome to Practical Spirituality here in H Live in the Holy City of Jerusalem. And uh, so happy to be um, with you and part of, part of your life and, and I hope you'll want to be part of mine. So um, what we're dealing with right now is we're talking about the, the worlds and, and there's these multiple parallel worlds because our world couldn't exist. I mean, what sustains this place? And what is it sustain? Is there anything in the world right now that can sustain, sustain from this minute to the next? Now, I know your brain is so used to like seeing the world sustain that you think like, you know, you'd think like, uh, I don't know what to point to. Um, you know, like, uh, boy, I'm, I don't know. I'm looking at my daughter's stuff here, but um, here's a cup full of probably massage oil. I don't know what this is. So, or you know, vinegar or something. So, um, so anyway, when someone fashions the cup, once the cup's fashioned, it doesn't need the person who fashioned it. You understand? It doesn't need the creator. So, so we, we also, in our lives, we, we see the world as if it always existed or something, or how somehow it's magically here. No, it's being created by the creator at all times. Okay, the whole world's coming into existence at all times. Like we say, when we're in this world, so you have to check out yesterday's class if you want to know what that was about. But in this world, that's called Berea, which is we're in the bo- where we exist is in Asiya. Above us is Yisira. And then you say Kaddish after Pesukah de Zimra to Laolameo Meomaya, and you get to Berea. And in the world of Berea, is where it's one of the highest worlds. And that's where all the angels are ultimately, um, meaning the malachim there on super high-level malachim, and that's where the sraphim, the chayas, and the ofane, kodesh are. And, and, but you'll notice the very blessing we say at the very beginning, we say, Baruch HaTashem Elokeinu Melechonam, Yoytzeroi Uvore Choyshech, Oyse Shalom Uvoyes HaKom, God creates everything. Not that he created. He also created it, but he's perpetually creating it at all times. God is constantly creating the world from nothing into something at all times. And how does he do it? He's doing it via the Aleph base. And that's the holy 22 letters of the Aleph base, which are all completely interconnected and intercalculated. And they go, and it's an algorithm of 231 Aleph, Aleph, Gimel, Aleph, going, going around. And we exist inside of all of that. This is the actual matrix of our creation. And, the, and what's really cool about that is that is that the um, uh, people theorize, but they don't just theorize. They people in physics understand that this whole world's really a digital simulation. Well, what is an aleph? An aleph is one. What's a bet? A bet is two. And what is a gimel? A gimel is three. The whole thing's digital. The whole thing's made of numbers. This is all giant calculations. Our whole world's just a bunch of calculations, and we've already known that because if you're watching, for example, watching this right now is digital. You know, that's all, that's all just ones and zeros. And, uh, and they've now digitized taste and we know sound and sight. And, and so the whole system, this whole creation is just one giant digital system. And Judaism has been saying that forever, that God looked into the Torah, which is made of the Aleph, Bet, Gimel, Dalet, and he, and he sends the creation down in through, through these letters and it's the Torah, it's the blueprint that everything shines through into existence. So both 
um, weekdays and Shabbos, we go through the whole Aleph base when we're in this world, this Olam Akise, the throne, the throne room. And what's the throne? It's the sapphire looking thing. If you were, if you were, um, a Kabbalistic meditator, it's made of sapphire and it's kind of crawling and oozing with, with Shrafim, the Chayos and Ophanim that are coming down into, into that, that, and we're like, you know, we're down in Hadom Raglav, like we're down in the, in the footstool, so to speak. You know, if you put your feet out onto a, on that. Um, anyway, how we say it is kel baru. On weekdays, we just give one letter per word, and on Shabbos, we give a sentence per word. And kel baruch gadol God who is blessed and great, dea with dea, dea with with uh, wisdom. Hechin ufa ufa. And he, and by the way, I don't know if you noticed, this is all Alephin. Hechin is hey, Ufa'al is vav, Zahare is ein, Zahare chama. He, he um, uh, designed and caused the, causes the uh, glow of the sun. Toiv yatsar kavod lishmoi. Tes is toiv. Goodness, tov. But like, whenever the, you should know, whenever we say the word tov, it means tachlas tov, meaning not missing anything. Normally, when you say, yeah, it was good, which means it could have been better. Whenever the Torah says tov, it means there couldn't be, it couldn't be better. And that's why we say on Shabbos, you know, on Shabbos, you can't fix things, you know. Tov lahodos lashem. We say, mizmor shir liyoyim ha-Shabbos, tov lahodos lashem. What does that mean? That this is the song of Shabbos, Toiv, that it, there, you can't, nothing could be better. This is perfect. This is, we're in pure Tiferis. Yeah, pure Tiferis. That's why in Shabbos, when you're in the world of Berea and the songs of and, uh, Shabbat, we say, uh, um, Tiferis Ataliyomam Nucha. You gave, you, you um, cloaked, cloaked the day of rest with Tiferis. And to, today's Malchus uh, Shabbat Tiferis. And so it's like, uh, it's like it's perfection. Perf- Tuferis is perfection. And um, anyway, uh, lights, meaning the luminaries, Nasan, you gave, Sibi voice surrounding his power. Okay? And Pinos Tzvaov Kedoshim. Um, I'm not even translating that, but uh, but it's talking about the the holy holy malachim uh, inside the world of all the tzvakos, the hosts of the legions of of uh, the system. shakai, yeah, romame shakai. Who are all those th- things? What's the word romamu? Romamu. It means um, those who raise up. Romame shakai. What are romame shakai? They're the the, those who raise up the name Shakai. Now, why would they raise up the name Shakai? Because the word Shakai means, by the way, it's it's not pronounced Shakai. It's pronounced Sha and then die. Yeah. And what does that mean? She, that die. It's enough. That it's enough. That's the or, that's the order. Meaning Yud and He and Vav and He is chaos, and Shakai is the order. And so. It's the name that coagulates. Because think about it. If God creates an expanding universe, it's just going to expand into total chaos. 
what causes the order for it to, so to speak, coagulate into form is shakai. So, shakai. And then it says, all of these beings in the world of Berea, in this super high world called Berea, all of them, tomid misaprim, they're always telling. What are they telling? Kavod kel, the honor of kel, of God. Ukadushasai. And his and his sanctity, they're always saying kavod kel. They're they're like God, you know, because they're saying God and God's sending down the message of whatever He's creating. But they're always like saying saying the kavod kel ukedushasay, the honor of God and His and His um, sanctity. Tis borech, God, you should be blessed, Hashem Elokeinu. In the upper heavens and all the way down to our physical world, the, the earth below. You should be blessed over all the glory of your handiwork. We are all or and on the luminaries, or are the the, the luminaries, that you created, Hema, them, all of them, Yifarucha, they are, they are, um, and this is Pe'er, this is Tiferes, in today's Malchus Shevet Tiferes. Yifarucha means that they, in the highest level of beauty, they praise you, meaning, meaning they recognize your absolute beauty. Sela, forever. The word Sela means forever. Okay, so let, let's keep going. Tis borek lo netzach. You should be blessed. May you be blessed. Lo netzach forever. Surenu, our rock. Malkenu, our king. By the way, who's saying all this? Who's saying all this? This isn't us. This is the Srafim, the Chayos, and the Fanim, and all the hosts, and all the luminaries, and all the entire system is saying this. All of this saying, Gershom Varoba, whoa, what's up, bro? Wow, Sam's friend Gershom's on Facebook. So, anyway, who's saying all this? The answer is, it's these, these, this, these spiritual, you know, malachim in all the system. Our God, sorry, our King, our, our Redeemer. Boire Kedoshim, who creates Kedoshim. Now, what are, what are the Kedoshim he's creating? What are the Kedoshim he's creating? He's talking about you? Are you the Kedoshim that he's creating? Maybe. But what it's talking about here is Kedoshim are the beings in this system that are completely pure and single-mindedly at God's service. That's the Kedoshim. Pure, which is Tahara, and single-mindedly connected to the service of Hashem. That's Borei Kedoshim. Yishtabat Shem Cholo May your name be uh, praised forever, our King. And then it says, Yotzer Misharasim, who forms the, the uh, Misharasim. What are Misharasim? Servants. Now, who are the servants? The servants that he forms 
are all of the beings in the in the whole system that are permanent beings. They're always there doing their job. That, meaning that's that's more the, the for example all the ones in the world of Berea that you know the the Chayos always have their job the Ophanim always have their job the Seraphim always have their job they're permanent inside uh, the the system of the of the creation from light from light till to matter they're permanently in the system that's called Misharsim Vaasher Misharsav and then and and then those who who else is praising God those who serve him and, and uh, sorry his servants and who are they they're the temporary angels so what's a temporary angel what's a temporary mala so the temporary mala can someone uh, close that door please so what's a temporary mala temporary mala is the apple and the, meaning the apple in yitzira and the apple in our world that's a temporary mala why is careful not to make any sense why is that a temporary malach? It's a temporary malach because, because it's, um, once you eat the apple, so then, you know, as long as it, you know, it had Truman mice are removed and everything's kosher with it and it wasn't stolen and it, you know, and everything's kosher. And then you make a blessing and everything's kosher with that. And then you eat it and then you make a blessing after it. And then it digests in your system. And then it becomes a Jew. That apple became a Jew. And now there's that, now that apple's walking around town and doing kindness and helping others or learning to already you're using all the nutrients from the apple. So what's happening all that time is the malach that's a temporary malach in the world of Yitzira, i.e. it's an apple malach, and all the other apple malachs, that whole thing goes up and up and up and up back to the light. And then it explodes into the oneness of Hashem and it's gone into the oneness. And that's the temporary, they're called temporary malachim. So there's yotzim or sharsim, are the permanent ones that are part of the whole system of creation. And then there's the ba'asher misharsav are the ones that are temporary ones that need to, that have to, um, you know, they're, they're just here for a temporary job of heading up into the spiritual realm. By the way, you got to be very careful with your life because many of you, um, I bless you not to be this person, but many people think that this world's the real world. Like they think this world's got the permanence and this is where it's at. And yeah, I believe in the next world, but you know, like this world's pretty real, bro. You know, like don't step off the curb. Here comes the egged bus. So the, uh, a lot of people think this world's real, but um, you want to be very, you want to tread lightly because everything you're touching has everything you're touching, all the food you touch and everything you're doing and all the money and all the business and everything, it all has a whole other realm called Yitzira where it exists and where things are taking place there. And you don't want to mess with stuff. Like you want to tread lightly. You don't want to wind up with one extra buck that wasn't really coming to you. You don't want to wind up with the stuck money you were supposed to spend on others winding up in your bank account because you didn't take take you didn't carefully remove it you don't want to mess with this world you don't want an apple that's not yours and you don't want a freebie from a store because they didn't notice something on the item list and you don't want that in your you don't want that in your cupboard because you don't want it in your body you don't want to be you don't want to be sustaining yourself on on stolen goods you know what i mean you want to be you want to be clean 
and you were clean spiritually in all those realms, because guess what happens if you're not clean? What happens is those same malachim come down, you know, the, the, let's say it's creating an apple, so it's like, so it's like, God, apple, down one level, God, apple, and it's just, zelzeh, zelzeh, velmar, like, zelzeh, it's just, God, looking up to God, and then being told you're supposed to be making an apple, it comes down to make an apple, God, apple, God, apple, all the way down the system, until it gets to the bottom of Yitzhira, where there's a spiritual apple, looks just like the apple you're about to eat, and now you're holding the apple, and meanwhile, the, the malach on the bottom, and all the other malachim are like, no, don't eat it, you're like, why not? And the answer is because, because it was stolen. It's a stolen apple. You forgot to pay for it. Or don't eat it because it's still mixed in. It, no one tied that particular apple. It like, got, out, got away and didn't get properly tied. By the way, if you live outside of Israel, you're going to have to tie. All those commandments are not incumbent upon you. A bunch of missing commandments for those who live outside the Holy Land. I suggest you come to the Holy Land and, and do all the mitzvahs, not just some. Anyway, the, uh, may we have our temple rebuilt soon so we can do all the, the ones that even us in Israel, we also can't do a bunch of them. So please, God, we'll be doing all the mitzvahs soon. Anyway, the, um, you don't want to eat that apple. And if you do, what happens is all the, all the 22 letters, all the 22 letters that were, that were you know, that the apples created out of, all those 22 letters wind up they all wind up that are invested in that apple. They all wind up getting locked in to a lower realm than they were even supposed to lower down from Yitzira. There's a little substrate level there and it's got a weird term. It's called Gehenna and, and all those Malachim have to hang out there in Gehenna. They got lowered from this level where they should have been properly raised up to explode into the light, they all got sent down into the lower realms. And so you know what happens if it gets sent down to the lower realms? Well, you don't want to go meet them in the world of Ganem. You don't want to go to that world. So so what we do instead is we do chuva. How do we do chuva? So we simply lower our bodies. We actually bend down and we take our fist and we beat our chest. And what do we say? We go through the letters and raise it up. So we do Ashamnu, Bagadnu, Gazalnu, Dibarnu Daifi, Hevinu, Virshanu, Zadnu, Hamasnu, Tafalnu Sheker, Yatsnu, right? We go through the Aleph Bay. Why? Because the whole thing's created with the Aleph Bay. And since we lowered stuff into this world, uh, meaning stuff that should have gone up and exploded all the temporary Malachim should have exploded there, it winds up getting dragged down into Gehenna. And we got to go get it out. We got to fish it out. This is why Hasidim don't say those words, the Asham Nebuchadnezzar, Gonzalo, et cetera, and go down and pick that stuff up on the yurt side of the Rebbe or any of the Rebbe's of their particular line. They don't say it on the yurt side. You know why? Want to know why? Anyone want to know why? Should I tell you why? The reason why is because, is because the, um, the reason why is because, is because no one's better at retrieving that stuff than the than the souls of these holy tzaddikim. I mean, there are people who are expert janitors in the world of Gehenna. They're really good at cleaning it out. And and you probably can't clean it out very well. 
we still do it. We still do it, but no one can clean that out like tzaddikim can clean it out, especially when they're not incarnating bodies anymore. So, and on their yard sites when they come down. So they come down and they have to come down through the worlds and they're cleaning stuff out when they're coming down. So on the yard side of the tzaddikim, that's when you, you have no business in cleaning things up. They're going to clean everything up for you. You don't need to mess with that. But I pity the fool who passes away without cleaning cleaning house. Because what happens is when you die, now you got to go up the system. So now you're coming up through Asiya and then you hit this substrate called Gehenna. And guess who's waiting for you? It's like the apple chainsaw massacre apple. And it's like, there's a little shape of an apple. You're like, with a chainsaw. And you're like, you're like, gee, you look familiar. He's like, you look familiar too. And and you're just like, nah! and they and then you got to like deal with deal with getting attacked by this like you know satanic apple who's like po'd completely po'd that he got stuck in this world. All the malachim of that apple got stuck in this world because of you. <laughs> Scary stuff. And now you got to deal with that. And but it's kind of holistic in a way because it's you know you sleep in the bed you made and. And you're the one who did it. So it's not like you're getting some random, you're not dealing with something random. By the way, um, the longest you could ever be in Gehenna is a year of earth years. The problem is it's not earth years. There's no clock on the wall. So they say every second of it is worse than the worst suffering you've ever had in this world. Every second of it. Help. Right? So you don't want to wind up in Gehenna. So you definitely do a lot of tshuva. Try not to die the day before Yom Kippur. Much better to die the day after Yom Kippur. And, uh, and just, uh, you know, always do tshuva before the day you die. You never know when you're going to die. So do tshuva, 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 tshuva. You got to do tshuva. Yeah. And we all do tshuva and do tshuva all the time. Stay, stay connected, you know, to Hashem. And if you've got some, you know, it's the same you, we do tshuva in our relationships. If you blew that, you know, you're going to have to take responsibilities. What's the difference? You blew it with God, take responsibility. You got to go in and clean, clean the house. And by the way, you, you're never going to get away with just going like this. So you got to, you got to, you know, you got to own it. You know, and there's four steps to owning it. One is stop doing whatever the hell you're doing. Two is say what you did. Three is regret what you did. And four is commit to never going there again. Now, do you really know you're never going to go there again? No, you may wind up in some weak spot a couple months from now. But but what, you're not going to do tshuva because you might wind up in some weak spot? No, you do, do tshuva and you'll deal with that weak spot when you get there. But why would you, you know, who knows you're not going to die during those four months that you didn't do the stupid thing. That'd be a good time to die. Yeah, stupid thing. You get to some low spot in your life and you wind up falling again. Okay, so, and by the way, the likelihood of you not falling because you're clean for the last four months is much higher than someone who's like, I'm not going to chew chuva because I, like, I'll just wind up falling again. No, we do chuva and then we fall again and then we get up. As it says, seven times Sadiq falls and he gets up. Get up. Yeah. Now, um, um, anyway, so, so that's basically the story over there. And uh, none of you are going to go to Gehenna for more than like a couple hours. <laughs> you hope. But uh, this is why we say Kaddish. Um, it's good to have male offspring to say Kaddish. And, uh, and the, um, but uh, someone else can say Kaddish for someone too. And you, also get, you can give Tzedakah to say Tehillim, whatever. But there's something special about Kaddish in that uh, Kaddish is, uh, Kaddish raises up the, the soul in Gehenna. It, it like helps it out. It helps it out. 
And so you, that's why the first year, first 11 months, you know why we don't do 12 months? Because we don't want to say he was so bad that like he needed 12 years, 12 months. So it's not an, it doesn't bear nicely on your father or mother that they needed all 12 months. So it's not nice for a kid to do 12. So you do 11 months Kaddish and then every yard site after that. Um, you know, that we had a, a tzaddik, I forget his name. Who was the tzaddik that did this? Uh, he said to, he said to his son that, um, he said to his son that he wants him to say Kaddish for 12 months. Oh, I think it was, it was Zalman Breezel, uh, who's the biggest tzaddik in all Yerushalayim. So we're like, we're like, um, oh my gosh, I thought you were giving your child a vape pen, man. The, the guy on the screen's vaping on his pen, and then he was putting something in his baby's mouth, but it was a, I realized it was a pacifier, yeah. <laughs> like, he's vaping with his baby. So, anyway, anything special in your vape pen over there, Shimon? So, anyway, so, <laughs> he, um, uh, Oh, so he told his son that he wanted his sons that he wants them to do Kaddish for 12 months. And they're like, we're not doing Kaddish for you for 12 months. Like, that'd be embarrassing. Like, in our community, the biggest Sadiq in the generation of our whole community, and we're, we're going to do 12 months. Like, what an what a insult to our father. And, um, and guess what happened? He, he was, you know, he said, no, I want 12 months. And anyway, he passed away and they weren't going to do 12 months. But guess what happened on the 12th month, on the 11th month? At the end of 11 months, their mother passed away. So it's like somehow he knew, like they were going 12 months. Yeah. So they, in the end, he got his 12 months. Now, anyway, but whenever we say that, we're raising people up with Kaddish. When, when, when we do Kaddish and, and it's... Uh, Good thing to have some uh, have some offspring saying Kaddish for you for sure, and, uh, you know. So try to have at least one son. Uh, better have a couple more for insurance. Okay. Now, um, uh, how are we doing time wise? Yeah, we're about there. Uh, I have so much more to tell you. Oh my gosh, I'm just getting started. But but I guess it'll have to wait a little bit for the next installment. Again, I'm going kind of super Kabbalistic here um, more than usual. And we're dealing with more advanced stuff in the, uh, in the uh, prayer book and we're in the, whatever, we'll, we'll keep going from there. Shalom everybody. I was really a pleasure. Um, and uh, stay tuned in, click on all the right things to click. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.